previously on the Pod Called Quest. Standing in the doorway opening it for you is a tall, bald man with a beard and an eye patch. What? What? You're all here. Should I let them in? Is that them, Mutt? Yes, uh, right this way. Prime Minister. Yes. The fate of your saviors, where are they? Aside from Varol's men here, who was assigned to work with them, we haven't seen any of them in months. You look at Mutt and he just takes his finger across his throat and just... Prime Minister. Hello, dear. Sit down. It's good to see you. I hope I'm not taking up too much of your time. Oh, no. This is why we have a schedule. Well, I was coming to speak to you about possibly joining your campaign, if you'll have me. Really? I'd like to help. Of course. Yes. The answer is yes. I should tell you, I think I'll be the only one of our group to want to help. All right. Salai, you want to do a little bit of research and shit? I would love to do a little bit of research. At the end of the last week, you're just kind of sitting there just like, how have I not found anything that's any more useful? And you go and you just like plop down in the chair at his desk. And you're just like sitting around and you like open a drawer. As you go to like maybe open the middle drawer in the desk, like just below where the center is, you feel a piece of paper. Look underneath and it's an envelope and it looks like not entirely old. And you pull it out and you look and it's wax sealed. It has the seal of the first bastion on it. So this crimson wax and you flip it over and you're like taking it back for a second. It's delivery address is for Eisel Hyland. Oh, what? episode 54 of the pod called quest as always i'm your friendly neighborhood game master josh and i'm stephanie i'm shane if i were green i would die um my name is foz i'm laura and i'm david and guys this is the weirdest session ever because this session's also remote what? we've never done this before yeah, for this prime is weird it's very weird in case folks didn't know if you happen to not listen to rusty dragon which if you haven't listened to rusty dragon what are you doing what get are you over doing? there um but uh felix uh, is our is our resident uh, he's our resident covid boy um, yeah. over the next the last little while he's by the time you guys hear this episode it will be long after he's likely recovered if mm-hmm. things don't take a turn for the worst mm, but won't. um everything should be fine so he's don't worry fine. when this comes out you're going to hear a real big break between this and the last Rusty Dragon episode we mentioned this on. So everything's fine. We just, we got to call an audible and we're doing, uh, we're doing PCQ Prime Remote. Probably the only time we ever do it. Hope, Hopefully. Uh, well, well, except technically Shane's going to be remote for, for now until the end of time, but that's fine. It's a test drive. Yeah. But anyways, um, how you doing guys? I talked to you a couple days ago, but like, how's everybody doing? Dude, I'm doing Great. good. Yeah, doing great. Mm-hmm. Chilling. It's been a good day. Yeah, pretty solid day, right? Just saw you a couple hours ago. Yeah, yeah. We hung out at our buddy's birthday out in the park. Some barbecue. So nice. I got brunch earlier. Ooh, I got yeah. Free brunch. I got free brunch. What? From who? From my work. Hell yeah. Yeah, the lady that owns uh, the salon that Laura rents from took all the stylists out for a fancy brunch for That's free. Hell and yeah. it was nice. Cool. I drank so many mimosas. We went to Orange Hill Restaurant. Oh, shit. Damn. That's nice. (laughs) I had a lavender mimosa. I didn't even know that was a thing. Oh, my God. That sounds so fucking good. Holy shit. Delicious. No, I fucking love lavender. Everything. Eating it, smelling it, being it, (laughs) wearing it. I love it. I love it. 
Lavender lemonade is yeah. fucking delicious. Mm-hmm. I went oh my God. to, for a long time, I've been wanting to go. I went to brunch today as well. I had to pay Ooh. for it though, unfortunately. But oh, I went to Paradise okay. Dynasty, the legend mm. of the Zhaolong Bao. And that is the actual <laughs> name of the restaurant. Wow. What a name. Oh, wait, wait, hold on, Steph. Step, hold on, hold on. Hold on. I was going to say, yeah. <laughs> that, I was going to say, Steph, are you sure you didn't go to the cinema today? I did not. <laughs> That is the name of the restaurant, Paradise Dynasty. The, the, the legend of the, <laughs> oh the legend of the Shaolong Bell. So how was it? Was it was it freaking epic? It actually what, was. Uh, was never, the rock in this one? The yeah, the rock was in this one. Yes. Did you see? Did you ever go to Paradise Two Electric Booth? <laughs> oh my gosh! Um, but yeah, it's a like really popular. I think a uh, Shanghai style uh, Chinese restaurant or dumpling restaurant. And I'm a big fan of Din Tai Fung. And this is the first place in the US that I've been to that has made me been like, yeah, forget Din Tai Fung. Wow. Because wow. I'm, wow. I'm a Din Tai Fung schnob. And that, yeah. It's I, so I good. It's, yeah, defi- it's definitely on a big par. Statement. So, like, there's a couple of things that were way, like, there's Xiaolong Bao on par, if not better than Din Tai Fung, which is like, that's like, Din Tai Fung's got to get it together. Cause that's the thing fuck, we got to <gasps> wow. can we go oh, can we go so, yeah let's go i want to go let's go let's go i want to go back i'm dreaming i want some of it. dumplings i'm literally already dreaming of it let's do it all right I'm we'll, down. we'll plan that off the air we'll plan that off the air let's the it. legend of the xiaolong bao yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like I an wish... epic dining experience it sounds like they lived up to their name too so yeah honestly yeah okay well, last session, guys. I feel like that's how I always. That's that's my always. It's a big old well. And last yeah. session, guys. That's so how. I, that's like in my in my mo. That's that's about as common as even with a four. <laughs> What's in uh, the letter? What's in the letter? Yeah, yeah we ended. So we did. We hold on, hold on, hold on. Let me build up to that. Let me build up to it. Come I'm on, on right now. You don't do the whole thing right at the start. You gotta build up to it. Um. So it goes with all things in life. So we, we guys did a lot of downtime. A got flirted with a little bit, sent a letter, sent a little package. Orin and Salai took a trip over to the Citadel. You guys got Tyro settled in. You guys got to meet up with Cormag and some people a bit. Orin found out a little bit about um, some some wardens that returned. There are not very many of them. Got a little retraining done there as well. Cormag trained you there. Orin, I think you also did um, some training um, with some... It was like one of the people at the lyceum as well yeah retrain uh, spells. spells yeah that's pretty cool i think uh salai also man you guys are just matching up she was also at the lyceum when you were doing that <laughs> doing some studying she learned some information about arid and stuff yeah she's like your little shadow she's like a little shadow Cute. but then again everybody is uh isla decided to to sign up with the uh with, with oh she got her sword she got her sword fixed that's mm. a thing went over the fitzelrix you were gonna regret that um, josh you were gonna regret that so hard wait what Letting her get her sword fixed? Nah, that's fine. Um, <laughs> the monsters are just going to get deleted. No, no, I'll just make sure everything deleted. just makes her roll will saves because her roll, her will <laughs> save fucking sucks. No. No fair. Laura, can you tell me what is your will save? If I were to say, Laura, roll a will save, what 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 number would you add to the d20 right now? I want to know. It's it's really low. Five. <laughs> no. Plus five for a level 10 character. God, man. Most DCs now are like 18 and up. So you got to roll. You have. Oh, yeah. That's how you kill Isla. My reflex save is 16, though. <laughs> Brutal. Yeah. But uh, you got that done. You also signed up with the uh, the the old campaign. You're working for Laveau now. You're going to help her out. I haven't done that yet. Probably do some of that yes, tonight. Yes, indeed. And then like, kind of the big thing, 
once we you know we'll go back to the letter in a sec but um percy cut off his arm on purpose yeah and oh, installed yeah. a cannon yeah. in his arm on purpose he also has a digimon background right now and it's very distracting but I it's love pretty it. sick i love it man <laughs> gabumon is so cute i love him he's so furry i'll we'll scratch him yeah anyways i uh i'm pretty stoked about it yeah honestly i mean i'm excited to see it in action in, in a less literal sense, it was honestly kind of painless. Like, because you have a relationship with Zillion, I didn't really require you to make, like... Like, I think earlier in the campaign, I made you have to roll and get to a certain threshold in order to be able to make your pepper box. Because it was a more advanced firearm than, like, a standard pistol. And I normally would have done that. But you didn't have to, because Zillion knows how to do this. Like, you have a... Comp- he literally does the research. for. He already knows it. Well, dude. How to do all this. I have, so Yeah, and I have a, a 19 knowledge engineering. Yeah, exactly. So you have all that kind of you two together can do this. You just have to set out the plans. It takes time. So it was kind of perfect. And it was, you know, it was obviously not cheap either. No. But so, oh, we also need to talk. I just realized you, what, what was the name of the uh, Col- a Colverin? Colverin? Yeah. We need to talk. That thing also costs money because I charged you for the clockwork prosthesis and the Colverin might cost you some cash too. So why don't they talk about that? But it's not that important. So Lay just remind me. me, dog. Well, well, we could talk about it. We could talk about it because you already paid for the arm. So, but anyways, that was cool. And to go back, when Salai and Orin were at the Citadel, Salai got some permission from Orin to pretty much have free reign over Oloran's library and office, which is sick. You can just search through yeah. everything now. And after a little bit of research, you were kind of frustrated. You weren't really finding too much outside of some standard Aaron and Holy Text stuff that you could literally look up anywhere of like the traditions and the history of the church and some history of Aaron, some parables about him. You learned a little bit of things about his 12 guises and how one of those was the Fisher, which is a really common one, um, which might tie into the Court of the Fisher King and stuff. But the thing you did find through some frustration is a as an old letter addressed to Eisel, stuck under a drawer in Oleron's desk. I'm so excited. Tell me what it says. <laughs> Tell us what it says. What's in the box? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Pain. Uh, anyways, uh, only a handful of people are going to get that. But, uh, well, there's not really anything else to, to say before that. I mean, I guess we could just like, you know, why don't we do some A stuff first? So, A, what do you want to, A, so what, what do you want to do the rest of the weeks? A- oh wow! Oh. I really thought there'd be objections, guys. I thought you'd literally object. No, I'll I'll tell you what the letter says. Jesus, <laughs> oh. I thought there'd be oh, objections. No. I, I was like, like, I was, I was fucking with you guys. Yeah. Like, oh no, no, we'll do the A stuff first. We'll do it at the end of the session. Yeah. I think we I just was all like, try God to be agreeable. Like, okay. <laughs> wow, thank you. Hey, you know what? I didn't want to be like an ungrateful bitch. Yeah, <laughs> I love you guys. That's wonderful. Thank you for. I, I, I feel bad now you're that I was well, fucking with yeah. you. <laughs> thank you. You guys are very sweet for being like, no, you're you're fine. If this is a better story, we'll go with that. Oh. Look at my group. Look at how much we've grown. <laughs> look at us. Or look at how much I've beaten your souls down. Yeah, Maybe that's, that's what it is. Like that's it. No, no, I don't either want that way. either. I'm sorry. Maybe a healthy middle ground. Uh-huh. Mm. Mm. You've broken <laughs> our my spirit. Wife. My wife has betrayed me. Um, anyways, so, Salai, you feel this piece of paper underneath the desk and you tug on it and it comes loose it's just like shoved in like wedged in where two pieces of wood meet each other and you pull it out and you can see it's it's relatively old it's it's dusty um you might even notice there's some like some little some little holes in it maybe from like some just some little bugs little mites that might live around here because it's been sitting under here for for probably a while and you can see it is sealed uh with all seal it is actually the symbol of the rune wardens it's the trying to remember shane it's just like a mountain right yeah it's like a very uh it's like an art deco version of a mountain yeah so it's like an upside down 
out V and there's like a little thing at the top to be like, make it look like snow or something yeah. like that, right? Yeah, very rudimentary. You could draw it with like three lines or something like that. But it's got that seal on it and you can see it is written in very like, it's nice handwriting, but you can tell like it was written by a fragile hand um, and it's addressed to Isil. What do you do? She sort of tugs on that letter and pulls it out and hesitates for a second like she's not sure if she should read it or not if it's too private but kind of like looks around to see if anyone is around and opens it up roll a perception check oh my god i mean you're in a big ass fortress and there's about eight people living here right now it's really unlikely someone's gonna happen upon you if if someone's watching you it's on purpose that's how it really is like i got a an 18 an 18 yeah so you're listening you it's dead silent here you can just hear like Nothing, because your Allerin's uh, has essentially he, his room is essentially up one of the larger towers here, and so there's no one around you. Okay, so Salai is going to super carefully open up the letter. Okay, you open up the envelope. You you can tell it's it's sealed. It's it, it unseals. You pull the the wax off. You break it, and inside is just a folded up letter. You pull it out and you unfold it, put it down. It's not very long. It's relatively short, but it's in the same script that was it was addressed uh, on the front. It's a nice handwriting, but is written obviously by a very fragile hand. But it reads, My dear friend, I write to you with haste on the eve of your ceremony. My deepest apologies for not being well enough to travel, but my many long years have begun to catch up with me, and I fear the road would only exacerbate my condition. Now, the true intent of my outreach comes as newly discovered and volatile information has been uncovered by my agents, the ones I still deem as loyal to the cause. Now, while I dare not ink this news to paper for fear of this letter making its way into the wrong hands, I must tell you that our suspicions may, in fact, be true. The event may not have been an accident, and the highest powers of the land may have been involved. Once you are able, please make haste north so that we may discuss these revelations in private. Please do be careful, as our prodding has begun to disturb the hive, and we are vastly outnumbered by its inhabitants. With great speed, and it's just signed the letter O, Oh my god, oh my god, oh my god. That is huge. What is it? What was the news? I hate that he couldn't write it down, but I understand. (laughs) (laughs) But I understand. Yeah, I think um, for the listeners, we kind of have to go line by line, maybe give some, some background to a couple of the different things that are talked about. Yeah, I mean, there's a few things in here that are, I mean, the really main thing that needs to be explained in here because nothing else really needs necessarily to be explained is him mentioning the eve of your ceremony that was the start of the campaign for listeners basically isil was going to take over the duties of being like the high cleric of a, of a serenite church in Trusport, which is just where the campaign started it's a larger port city and he he died yeah we were all that's why we all came together is we were going to that ceremony because yeah. they were all invited in, individually we were all friends with ISIL as explained in episode zero, but that's that's where it all culminated and uh, yeah, we found ISIL dead. Yeah, in, to be specific and trigger warning for some folks when it comes to topics of suicide, they found him hanged by the neck in his own room. Since the beginning, we've obviously had suspicions of foul play. Uh, couldn't, couldn't prove anything at that time, but have been searching mm-hmm. for answers ever since. Yeah, yes. it's it's something that, from from your guys' perspective as friends, doesn't seem to add up. 
Yeah. At first, a lot, it was like a, and I think a lot of us are really big driving force in and like a big motivation for a lot of this campaign. Yeah. I think it's why like finding and meeting Dalakos was such like a, a really difficult yeah. thing for you guys because yeah. you can imagine if you lost a friend in that manner and all of a sudden someone shows up who's not them, but is like wearing their face basically would be really fucking difficult. Yeah. So that's why things have been uh, interesting with your relationship with yeah. Dalakos. Mm-hmm. And not even to his own fault, but just because of the way things are, you know? And we knew that we, we found out that Isil was friends with Alrin, and we knew that they were both a part of the court of the Fisher King. You, you were told by someone who is also part and was not some, you, it's someone you guys end up having to kill because they're a bad guy. Right. So there is like an amount of, were they telling the truth or not? There was a zone of truth spell being used though. So like, but it further separates Alrin and Isil from the, the Stygian Dirge. Like it, it, it further leads into, you know, the court of the Fisher King being something completely separate from what it is that we're trying to find out. Like, what? Yeah, there's there's obviously something going on with them that could be outside of things. But the big important thing, uh, the big in, in, important line is the event may not have been an accident mm-hmm. and the highest powers of the land may have been involved. That's the big, that's, that's, the, that's the most amount he's willing to give ISIL or risk someone finding in a letter because it doesn't really tell you anything. It could point to the prime minister. It could point to, you know, so many things. Yeah, yeah that's crazy i think the sad thing too is realizing that like this letter was sealed so while it might have been sent right obviously it hadn't reached in time and well got sent back. i mean he wrote it the day before he probably heard about what happened and never sent it yeah out of fear yeah well oh i see what you're saying i mean he like that he, passed he probably away. wrote yeah. it and yeah. may, i mean quite possibly went to send it the next day and probably got word got it. word like that would travel you know with magic and oh, shit yeah. mm-hmm. him being the first bastion of the rune wardens is very informed and so um yeah I mean, there's other reasons he might have other information about it too but like yeah he likely just never sent it because why send a letter to a dead man that's sad mm, so sad uh well what does the lie do after this she just kind of in a daze reads over the letter you know three four times eyes just kind of glazed over she's taking it in and she kind of with haste sort of puts she like puts the letter back into the drawer and then goes to get Oren. Okay. You go down the tower. Uh, you end up finding Oren outside um, training with Cormag. Cormag is currently making Oren do burpees. He's out there like running in place doing burpees. And this is part oh of his God, training for his, some of his new feats. And Cormag is just drilling him super hard. And eventually Cor- Cormag eventually, you know, gives him the leeway to stop. And Oren like doesn't collapse to the ground, but he like takes a beat, you know. Sly comes scurrying down the stairs. Oren? Yes, uh, what is it, Sly? Um, I'm sorry, are you busy? Can I can I no, take no, you for a second? We're all Come done on. for the day. Yeah, he's good. There's there's something I need to show you. Come on, follow me. And I take Oren up into uh, Oleren's room, office? Where were we? Yeah, it's his office. It's probably okay. adjacent to his room. Probably connected to it, yeah. Shut the door, shut the door. Uh, he, he turns around, confusedly shuts the door. What's I this about? Read this. She hands him the letter. He reads over it. Uh, takes takes his time, and eventually looks up and says, Where did you find this? It was in Alrin's desk. It was still sealed. I opened it. Everything that we thought about ISIL, and someone did this. Someone killed him. I don't know who. The highest powers of the land. What? The Prime Minister? Varel? I, I, I don't... I don't what is, want to entertain the idea that Emerin is is involved with this, but it does not look good. I don't even know what to make of it. What is this event? 
I don't know. This is all that's written. You obviously didn't want to put it into writing in case it got into the wrong hands, but... He's a smart man. Was a smart man. That doesn't help us now. I I understand why he did it. It's just one more piece of the puzzle, but it's still not coming together. Is there any way you could tell the others tonight? Yeah, absolutely. I can send them a message. I can do that right now. Assuming they're all together. I'm sure they can at least communicate with one another. If I I send it to one, they can pass it around. I think this is something they would want to know immediately. I'll tell them right now. You should hold on to this, by the way. Keep it safe. And she carefully puts it in her bag of holding. Let me send a message, probably to Isla as best. She can tell the others. You guys hear a knock on the door? She kind of jumps at the sound of the door knocking. Uh, um, you-, you guys in there? Can I come in? Are you making out or something? It's Skelly. Let him in. Skelly, keep it down and get in here now. Skelly, I found a letter. It's serious. Uh, okay. He like closes the door. Well, what's up? He like pads on over. She pulls out the letter. Oliver and wrote this meant for Isol. It it was to warn him, but it never made it to him. Ah. He like he like takes the letter, reads it over. Ah. Well, fuck. Yeah. I should have told you, Celia. Skelly does not know how to read. You actually, it's funny enough. You watched him. He scanned through it. It looks like he reads exceptionally fast. Weird. <laughs> no, he knows. He knows. Unless he's pretending to read. <laughs> it's like I, I knew that Isol didn't really kill himself. I knew that someone did it, but I seeing it confirmed. It's well, okay, okay, okay. I don't, I don't want to. You know, I didn't know. I didn't know the guy. Never met him. I met the other one. Apparently, looks like him, but. Uh, Let's not let's not get out like let's not read too much into this thing. It's pretty cryptic. We don't know for sure. Plus, we don't really know what exactly is going on. So like let's like let's just be cautious about all of it, okay? I know, I know. You're you're right. But no, I mean for you guys, it's like a little light in all this that might be good. I don't know really know what it means. But we're keeping we're, we're keeping this on the down low. Yes. Uh, for obvious reasons. Yeah, yeah, okay. Digging into this stuff. Maybe got ISO killed. Yeah. Or was enough that Alrin thought it was a real possibility. Uh, I don't want any of us to get into that same kind of trouble. We, we've we already shaken up enough wasp nests, you know? Yeah, What what is this hive? What is that? Like bees? I don't know. Yeah. I wanted to say, I, I thought it was the court of the Fisher King, but that is what Isol and Alrin were a part of. That would not make any sense. I don't know if... The Stygian dirge, the actual dirge, had anything to do with it, but I doubt it. I thought we found out that wasn't real. Exactly. If there are other forces, esoteric or otherwise, behind this, I know not. Yeah, I don't know, big guy. I mean, it could be a couple of things. I mean, these highest powers of the land, maybe, maybe that's the hive. Maybe they were undercover in the court and got sniffed out. I, I don't know. It could be so many different things, and this is all we're working off of. Alrin clearly couldn't say very much in the case that somebody intercepted this. It's good that you have it now. Yeah. Yeah, here you go. Take, you, you keep it. I'm, I'm going to lose it. He hands it back to you. She takes it and puts it back in the bag of holding. Good job, Salai. And Alrin kind of pats you on the shoulder. And then he just goes to walk out of the room. And uh, as he makes his way to the door, without turning around, he stops and he says, I'm glad you came here with me. And then he keeps walking. Oh, she just sort of smiles. Um, like, I'm not going to say sadly, but things are heavy right now. 
So, uh... I'm going to send a message to the others. They, they should know. I don't know what they're up to in the city, but I feel like we should all be careful at this point. That's a good idea. Okay, so Salai is going to first write something out because there's a lot of information he's conveying 25 words. So just give me one second. <laughs> this is the first time you've had to like actually think your about it. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Uh, while you're doing that, here we'll pop back. You, you while while yeah. you're ready to send a message, we'll pop over to Isla. So, Laura, uh, what what is Isla up to in like the interim? I think it's like a couple of weeks that the prime minister said that she would give you some time um, before they prep and see what you could do for them. What are you up to for a couple of weeks before that like happens? Honestly, I think Isla, she, I know that the uh, the prime minister told her to relax, and I think that Isla would try. She would try to relax for like a couple days. And then she would be like, no, this is not working. I need to do something. For those of you who are into the Enneagram, Isla is a three. She doesn't like to sit around. <laughs> so she is going to go probably over by the docks or something like that. And There's no docks in Rygill. There's not? Oh, that's no. right in the mountains. Built in the was, mountains. Sorry, I was thinking of true sport. I'm an idiot. You're not an idiot. You just don't know exactly how my make-believe land is laid out, which I who the fuck I, I, does? For some reason, I always mix up Rigel with Truesport. I don't know why. Honestly, um, Truesport probably makes more sense for the capital. Super inconvenient. Maybe up that's in the why I... Super inconvenient <laughs> that it's here. <laughs> not the docks, because there are no docks here. She would go looking for some type of, like, work, I think. Like, she would want to, like, help out. So maybe she would go to, like, where there's, like, relief efforts, like, rebuilding things. And she would see if they need any help. Like, she'd ask around. Okay, I mean, what kind of work do you want to, like, get involved in? You look at, like, day work? Like, what, what, do you, what are yeah, you thinking? Like something during the day. She wants to help out with rebuilding the city in some capacity. It doesn't have to be, like, physically building anything. But I think she would just probably walk around and see, you know, what's going on. Like, what still needs help being rebuilt or what needs maybe, like, cleaned up or that kind of a thing, you know? She would ask around, like, what do you guys need help with? Do you need, like, you know, like, beach cleanup type shit, even though there's no beach? Like, that type of thing. Like, do you need me to help, like, transport things or clean stuff up or, like... One thing I will say say when it comes I think you're infer you're, you're referring to the some of the destruction at the end of Questside story. Yes. There's no messes anymore. It's been about 4 months since yeah, that happened. Didn't, they, didn't we see that there's still stuff like There's construction being worked, but that's kind of I I, I don't mean to I don't want to say no, but it's like it's like skilled labor. Okay. Like you'd okay. be like you'd be like helping them rebuild like large stone structures and stuff like that. So, I'm sure there's somewhere you could find like a little little day job. Maybe you uh, maybe you pick one up like let's say there's there's been some folks that have been displaced from some homes because of some of the things and mm. maybe you can help um you can help bring supplies to those folks and do that. You sign up with like sure. what would be the equivalent of like a shelter, but they're doing some outreach to, to help right. that. And I will say, you can notice it is very apparent that it's been Coretz not funded. Ah, yes. That is a thing. That's but another they thing. Are being she, she just wants to keep an eye on like what's going on in the city, too. I think she's just curious about like where everyone's going, what who's coming in, who's leaving. Not that she's keeping track, but you know what I mean? Like she just wants to be around in the city and keep an eye on everything that's going on, kind of. Okay, roll like a big old perception check for me. A big old which, perception which just, check. Which just means roll a regular perception. This is just your ability to observe as you're kind of doing some of this day work. Right, right. 26. 26. Yeah, I mean, it, it doesn't seem too much different than when you guys have been here in the past since you've been living here for a little while. Huge smattering of different kinds of people. You probably don't see as many... 
at least when you're down on the eastern side of town, I think you do put together that a large portion of the school here the Bard's College is not in operation still because of what happened. There was some damage to some other structures, and so you don't see as many of the Bards around. It's actually literally less of a musical city, it seems like, at least. Um, the taverns Aww. and stuff are still plenty. There's still plenty of Bards doing their jobs out, you know, spreading the word and everything and entertaining people, but there's just it's just not as vibrant of a city, at least on the eastern side where Mummer's End is, which is where the uh, the arts and entertainment like, district is. So that seems a little so bit like you notice that. what you're saying is Isla needs to sing for every what? <laughs> uh, I mean, do you yes. have perform? I have. No, I don't have anything. You got charisma, but maybe not perform. But yeah, you're able to spend uh, uh, like a couple weeks working with this uh, this kind of recovery outreach, essentially relief efforts. But we'll say about uh, about two weeks in, maybe you're at home. Uh, maybe it's like the morning. We haven't gone out yet. And you hear uh, a knock at your door. She opens the door. Hey, you, you answer it and you see there's this gentleman um, standing there in like a very like nicely well-cut tunic. It's mostly all in black. It's got some purplish sort of embroidery on it. Looks very nice. It's like right perfectly fitted to the cuff and has a high collar. Um, they have sort of uh, salt and pepper hair that's kind of, it's a little messy. It's kind of swept back, but it looks like, like it was done in a hurry. It's just kind of like a lot of hair. And he's got like a big salt and pepper beard. He's got these bright eyes and he says, I, I'm sorry, are you, are you Isla? Uh, yeah, that's me. Wonderful to meet you. Uh, my name is Reynard Belmora. I am the emissary from her, her lady, the prime minister, and I have come to fetch you. And our lady has some dealings with you for the campaign. I, I, I believe you've been informed, yes? Yes, it's nice to meet you, Reynard. I was hoping that she'd call on me soon. The jackal! It's the jackal! The jackal! <laughs> she doesn't know she that! Doesn't know that. <laughs> I, know, I know. And also, I'm a superhero. Um, <laughs> also, you know the jackal? That's me! And what? also, I, I'm a sexy vigilante. Kiss me! Um, <laughs> oh my god. This is so sudden. <laughs> Wonderful, yes. We very much appreciate you taking the time. In all honesty, I've heard a lot about you. Hoja, a wonderful fighter, and I mean this in a completely platonic way, but I had no idea you were quite as stunning as you are. Anyways, <laughs> after you. Oh, she she looks very embarrassed. Um, thank thank you. You're welcome. I, I apologize if that was too forward, but um, I'm a man who speaks his mind. No, I'm just not very good at taking compliments, that's all. Well, one should work on that. And he winks at you. Oh, okay. Uh, let's go. You shut the door and he leads you over and he's like talking all about things like asking you about your trip and stuff. He's just like very curious about um, you and the rest of like the, the Thanes and stuff. And eventually he um, delivers you to Laveau's office and he kind of uh, comes inside and sits down over kind of beside the, the desk. And Laveau is kind of ushers you in. She's like writing something down. Good, good morning, dear. Good morning, Prime Minister. Have you had a nice few weeks? Haven't spoken to you in a bit. Yes, it's been good. Did you relax? Like, I, I, I assumed you didn't. Right. Not much, but I tried. <laughs> um, you Thanes never stop, but trying, I'll give you credit for that. I gave it my best shot. There was so much going on in the city. A lot of people needed help. Yes, it's, it's been a busy few months since you all have been gone, but that's all right. We'll put you all to work. And speaking of that, I need a little help with canvassing over on the western side of the city. Now, I know it's kind of a lowly job for someone like yourself, where you've fought hags and undead lords and flown, uh, sailed across the sea to fight whatever it is you all did over there. But I think with your popularity, especially of all the Thanes, I mean, you're not quite the most popular, but you're up there. And so... Thank you? It's a compliment. 
people really seem to like Percival. That's what I've heard. That's what the people have kind of... From what my my folks out in the crowds and everything go, they, they come back and we do a bit of research. We want to know who, which one of you, we, if, if all of you were willing, who would be the one to put to the forefront. But Percival, of course, is always busy. So I apologize if this, if this seems very to the point, but this is how things go for an election. So no, we just need fine. to use whoever who, whoever's the, the best case. Percy so, is very likable. He is. Something about him. Anyways, I think it could be very advantageous. There's a particular section of the residential district where many members of a few local brewers' unions reside. And overall, we've been trying to help push to get these unions under one banner. Quite a bit of a pushback on some powers who would like them not to be as united. And so, in that area, we would love to continue to um, push for this, and I would love for you to be involved. And if... I know she didn't seem interested, but having Salai along as a priest of Kalian could be helpful for such a thing. And I know that might be a bit much to ask, but either way, you going, you go to canvassing for the party and helping to uh, let these brewers know that we stand behind them would be, I think, having you alongside would bring uh, quite a bit of uh, attention to it. I can definitely do that. I can't make any promises about Salai. I can ask her, but I would never make her do something that made her uncomfortable. Of course, I don't mean to ask you to do that, but it would be advantageous. And remember, the election is for the party, not for Lord Kretzner. I know that. He is useful. He's good at what he does, but that's mostly it. Right. I trust you, Prime Minister. And as much as I can, I trust Lord Kretznoff, but there is a part of me that's skeptical of him, and I'm sure you understand why. I, d- I do and I don't. Um, Reynard, could you give us the room, please? He's like, oh, yes, of course. And he puts the file away and he's, I'll, uh, I'll be right outside. Yes? She says, that's fine. And he goes and he walks outside and closes the door. Isla, you and your friends are owed a great deal from myself. The, the city, of course, as well, but myself in particular. You've been quite a bit of help, and I can't i can't imagine what this city or my campaign would look like if you all didn't come about and weren't so willing to work with me. And so there is an amount that's owed from me to you. Varel and I are old friends. We went to school together here in Rigel when we were younger. Um, he's a, a bit older than me, but we were, we were contemporaries. I, I've never fully trusted him or his family. There are a number of reasons for that which are a bit outside of what I might be allowed to, to speak about as the Prime Minister of this nation. But I also have to say, he has been nothing but helpful. And I don't take that in any way to be untrustworthy in this regard. I think, at the worst, he wants a foothold in the government. And at best, Varel has always had a kind heart. He's always wanted to help you. It's a long time between when we were close and now, so much can change in decades. But I think he has good intentions but at, like I said at the worst he's looking for a foothold I understand he has certainly used his resources for good I've seen plenty of relief efforts at his hand or at least that he's funded and I'm not trying to say he's a bad person he's never done anything directly to me that warrants any hate from me specifically I have to tell you though that the callousness with which he handled that situation with Salai and her family. If he treats one of my crew members that way, he might as well have treated me that way. And uh, I, un- I understand. I All I will say is that I will not stand for any disrespect or callousness towards my crewmates when it comes to him. And that's all. 
I completely understand. I um, would <laughs> will say that he um, is often not as tactful, likely because, unlike myself, um, he did grow up in a castle. It's all right. We'll just uh, keep an eye on him. I support you and I support him in this campaign if he's going to be part of it. Good. I think it's for the best. There's not anyone else in the party that I would want to uh, appoint if we were to get enough votes. He brings with him many different facets of power that we could greatly utilize. He's certainly good for votes. Um, but I think you going off to the west side of the city, um, Reynard will accompany you. We'll get you acquainted with some people over there and maybe have you lend, lend some help to the folks there. I think you could be of great use. And that will be a, a huge, a huge boon to the campaign because as of right now with... With us and the oddnists, um, it's going to be a fight. Well, that sounds good. When do I start? And with that, we're going to cut back over to Salai, because in all honesty, if we look at the weeks, these actually line up really, really, really precisely. Um, so what's the message you're sending and who are you sending it to? I'm going to send this to to Isla. So she's going to use sending. Okay. That gives me 25 words, which is very much not enough to express all the things that need to be communicated to Isla in one sitting. Shit. That's okay. That's okay. Um, I'll I'll send in. I didn't didn't explicitly prepare it more than once, so I'll have to share more with you in the coming days. Right. Okay, so she's going to cast Sending. Mm -hmm. And to Isla, she is going to say found a letter from Alrin to Isol just before his ceremony, warning him of potential danger. I'll share details soon. Everyone needs to be careful. Nice, exactly 25. I used word so, count. <laughs> oh, hell yeah. So, as you uh, send this message out, you cast the spell, you just speak the words, and they, they, they just go out into the air. Isla, as you say, because this does happen to line up, like almost dead on, three weeks <laughs> and three weeks, what you guys are doing, as you say, when do I start? That message goes into your brain. You hear Salai's voice as you say that to the Prime Minister. You probably say those words, when do I start, during the first, like, two words of the message. Yeah, Laveau would see Isla all of a sudden, like, look like she's listening and then look, like, really concerned. Laveau, like, raises her eyebrows. You all right, dear? Yes. Sorry. I'm fine. What was I saying? Um, well, you, you started to say, when do you start, and then you sort of trailed off. Right. Yes. Uh, when would you like me to start? Roll me a bluff check. Shit. Thank God I have a good bluff. I got that good bluff. I got that good bluff. 29. Oh. 29? <laughs> Man, I, I, I rolled a natural 18, and I don't think the Prime Minister could roll that. She doesn't have a... She doesn't have, like, more than... At most, she has a plus 10 to sense motive for this kind of lady. But even then... Wow. She kind of, like, narrows her eyes at you, and they kind of brighten again. All right. Um, she just yes, smiles. Uh, <laughs> Uh, Reynard will take you uh, right away. Thank you so much for the opportunity. I appreciate it. No, no, no. Thank you. No thanks needed. We very much appreciate you contributing. Um, Whatever you and your friends can. Let me know if you need anything. You always know where to find me. Of course. Um, Isla stands up and follows Reynard out. Yeah, you know know that you can reply to these messages. I'm just sure you probably don't want to say it in front of people. Yeah. Is there any clause in that spell? Replace? Is there any clause in that spell, Stephanie, that says how long she can respond for? That's like, a great question. Let me look Yeah, it up. like, I was wondering, like, can she choose when she responds, or does it have to be, like, immediate? Is there, like, a, is the, is there a time to the spell? Like, is there a time limit to the spell? One minute per level Let or me see here really like quick. I would say it would be that. It says duration one round. 
But it says see text as well. Yeah, it says it can answer in a like manner immediately. So I think like right after you, I think you would just lose your chance if you didn't respond. So Salai, you don't get any response from Isla, period. Salai hates that. Okay. Sorry. Maybe, well, I'd be kind of retconning, I guess, but I was just thinking it would be kind of interesting if Isla knows how that spell works, obviously. Yeah. And yeah. She, she knows that like when if she, she can immediately respond. So maybe she deliberately tries to make it so Salai can hear Isla saying, sorry, prime minister, what was I saying? So that Salai knows, like, oh, she can't yeah, talk right now. you could probably now. mentally activate your response. Right? Yeah. Okay. I'm cool with I'm chill so, with that. Is that I'm okay? Because she I'm did kind of say that. There. It's a little retcon, but, like, that no, is what fine. Isla said. Uh, that's fine. This, this is a game. But it's a game. Yeah. Cool. Let's really say cool. that, like, mm-hmm. Isla specifically wanted Salai to hear that. So she tries to, but, like, so yeah. Salai would know that, that Isla's talking to the Prime Minister right now. Yeah. So you know how that spell works. And you basically, it just, you just will, like, you just are, you just will it to be your response. You don't have to, like, yeah. think a special thing. You just, just, like, the spell is magic. It knows in your brain you intend it to be a response. Mm-hmm. So you do that, but you say out loud the stuff with the Prime Minister. So right. Salai, you get that back. You're like, oh, shit. She's with, she's with Laveau right now. Is Skelly still in the room with us, with me? Okay. Okay, hang on. She's responding. So I just kind of zones off and like is listening intently at nothing. She's with the prime minister right now. Ah. Can we even trust the prime minister anymore? I don't... Mm-mm. I should have told her not to say anything. Well, no. I look smart. She knows. Hey, why don't you ever send me any messages? <laughs> I actually think that I was the first person in our group I've ever sent a message to. You're usually just right there, so I, I talk to you. <laughs> But you never like, there's never times where like I'm out and you're like, oh, hey, hey, bud, we're, we're, we're both, we're both green. We're, we're friends. You never do that? You ever think to do that? Oh my God. You mean, well, you mean you're not like sending, you're not like sending your friends messages all the time? If I could do, if I could do the magic shit, I'd be sending my friends messages all day. I guess I just, just at least to bother them or fuck with them. God, I would just, fuck. Oh my God. Just, I would. Oh my God. Teach me how to do that. Teach me how to do it. I would fuck with Oren. So like, every second I'd be, I'd be making random animal noises in his ears because he can't stop it. Skelly would just use sending in the middle of the night to be like, hey, you up? (laughs) (laughs) There's literally saving throw none. So you can't stop it. Someone could just berate you. Oh, God. No. Sly, how do you block color? (laughs) (laughs) How do I block the number? There's probably a spell to stop getting things like that in some way. That's so funny. Anyway, anyway, it's not not a big deal. I'm just just curious. Every once in a while, maybe you want to say, like, you show you appreciate all the stuff I get for you guys. Like, you save your mistress. Yeah, Yeah. I'll I'll make sure to do that. All right. I guess we just have to wait. What do we do? I don't really know. I've torn apart this whole room. This is all that I've been able to find. I mean, it's an old guy's office. It's an old guy's office. Probably the most interesting interesting thing you got to find is uh, that letter. You want to get some food? Yeah, let's go. Let's get up. This, this is like a lot. I was kind of hoping to be like a vacation. Like not all this. There's just so much stuff. There's always stuff with you guys. I've literally just been looking at books for the last two weeks. I need a break. Yeah, let's get like, you know what? Fuck it. Let's get drunk. Oh, let's get drunk. Thank let's you. Let's go do that. Come on. And he like starts pushing at the back of like your, your calves. Like, come on, go out the door. Come on. And Salai and Skelly go off. Skelly teaches you some goblin drinking games. It's mostly just who can it's who can burp and fart the loudest. Um, nice, love that. That's love the that. that's the whole thing. Um, he wins. He kicks your ass. He's the burpiest little thing ever. The way the burpiest. tiny body and the wide head. It's kind of like a megaphone. It's just amplified. Yes. It just it comes out a tiny. His tiny throat amplified through those huge wide mouth. Jesus. He he destroys you, but it's fun. Oh no. Maybe Oren joins in later. I don't know. That's up to Shane. But 
Isla, what do you do? Uh, okay, so once Isla goes outside with Reynard, which is which is what I'm assuming happens. Yeah, he comes out and he says, well, we're so glad you're going to be part of the campaign. I know when we were in there, she said that Percival's most popular. And while he is, like, he's popular with, like, 16 and under. So, like, it's, I, I think you'll do rather well. So. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. Before we go, would you mind if I stop by home really fast? Oh, by all means. Would you like to meet? I, we can set a meeting place. You, you, unless you want me to. That would I don't be mean to invite myself. That would be odd. But I'm perfectly fine with you going back to your place and you can meet me elsewhere. I'd be happy to meet you. Where would be the best spot? Um, well, we're going off to the western side of the city, so to the residential district, specifically in Ironstead. So, um, there's a little bar, like, over there you want to stop by. I'll just stop by for, for a pint. It's called Feywethers. Feywethers. Kind of been having a rough of it, and I like to show my patronage if I can. Sure, I'll meet you there. That sounds great. Be prepared. It's not a jolly place. So, just... Just, just, just pop okay. in. Just pop your head in, and I'll come back out. In an hour or so. Sure. Yeah. Uh, it's, you, you can't miss it. It's and she tells you. He tells you the streets it's on. I'm not going to make up a fucking street. So I don't remember. But I think on we the literally. Of Faye and weather. No, I think kidding. we literally know what street it's on because it was on the flyer from Quest Side Story. But I don't uh, remember. Yeah. So it's we do know what that is, but I don't remember. That's but funny. He gives you the streets. Great. Okay. She um parts ways with him and goes home immediately. Uh, you go home and you actually bump into A. What is A doing when Isla gets home? Maybe you guys bump into each other at the door. Maybe you guys like, maybe you're inside. Yeah, what what is A up to? What are you doing, A? I imagine A coming home with like a bunch of shit. Like she has like a bunch of bags of like food or something like that. She's trying to get the or door clothes. open. She's like trying to mage hand the door with her hands full of bags. We're outside of the house right now or? Whatever you want. I was just, okay, I was cool. just, yeah, I had I, an I idea. I coming no home, so. I imagined the shot of the movie, like where you come around the corner and A is like trying to cast a spell <laughs> while holding like four bags in her arms. But you can do whatever you want. It's just an idea. No, so um, I guess the closer you get to the house, you smell the smell of like sauteing onions and garlic. Ooh. The house burning down? That's not, that's not how a house smells when it's burning down, Josh. That's called it cooking. Sounds like when someone's cooking. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, if they were trying to keep it, they were trying to keep vampires that's, away. That's the only way Josh cooks. Is no, if they were trying to keep vampires away, they smell like garlic. You fucking know that. You never know. So yeah, there's a you know like a rich smell of like something getting started, and um, a a is in the kitchen, um, sort of haphazardly stirring a, a pot, and getting some some good stuff going, and she's reading a book at the same time. The book has, uh, okay. it has like a wasp on the cover of it. And she's just flipping through the pages and just, yeah, kind of in her own, kind of humming to herself in her I'm own I'm imagining that the book is just floating in front of her while she's cooking. <laughs> she's like mage handing it. I, uh, um, oh shit. No, we'll I have telekinesis. I could totally do that now. So let's yeah, go for that. that would be I so like cute. that. Yeah. Okay. Isla comes in and she closes the door behind her, maybe a little aggressively. A, are you here? In the kitchen, yes. Isla rushes into the kitchen. Is anybody else here right now? I honestly didn't check. Um, it's just been no me. Guests it's been quiet. No or anything, right? No, every now and again I could hear the neighbor's the neighbor's daughter, but um, just kind of looking in. She peeks in the window every now and again to see if anyone's home. Isla kind of lowers her voice. Salai sent me a message. Um, and it was some, very cryptic. Um, should I be concerned... She said something about finding a letter from Oleron. I know they're at the Citadel right now, but something about a warning, danger, and that we need to be careful. Um, I hope they're all right. Do you think we should go check on them? 
I think she would reach out with a very uh, different message if they needed help. You're right. But she folds the book and puts it down. Uh, I, f- I feel uh, a level of guilt you bringing up ISIL. We haven't even been back to Truceport to touch uh, touch bases with his church or anyone there. Should we, should we even be concerned now? This is... I think I we should just... wait for them to come back and see what they say, but I got the message when I was in Laveau's office, but I didn't want to tell her. I have no idea what Sly is implying. I don't think well, anyone should know about this until we figure out what's going on, especially people that are higher ups. Yes, it's it's our business for now. Right. But yes, perhaps those of us that... Uh, fraternize with uh, the higher-ups should think about what we say and what information we give away. I'm certainly not going to mention it, but I just hope they get back soon so we can talk about this. Well, in the meantime... If Salai thinks that we might be in some kind of danger, then that makes me worried. I doubt it's so direct at the moment, Isla. But, thank you for sharing. Um, Are you hungry? I'm starving. I only have a little time, though. I have to go help with the uh, campaign. How does it be? How does it feel being a part of uh, something with? Uh, she smirks at you with with true consequences, I guess. To be honest, I'm mostly doing it so I can keep an eye on everything. She kind of like looks askance. It's not that I don't trust the prime minister, but well, at this point, I don't really trust anyone except for you guys. You know. Yes, but she's given us no reason to not trust her. Exactly. So for now, I'm going to help her, and it'll give me a better chance to keep an eye on what's going on in the city. Well... What what better way to keep an eye on things than to work with the campaign that's infiltrating the entire city, right? Yes. Yeah. Well, um, I can whip this up fast for you and maybe send you away with uh, something for the road. That would be great. I'm sorry I can't stay for longer. It's fine. I, I keep myself busy. You know this. So Isla and A have lunch. <laughs> That's right. And it just turns out to be like just some uh, French onion soup or something like that. Yum. That sounds so good. I guess technically for the next like four or five weeks, Oren is booked up with training. So Steph, Salai has, if I just double check here, she has five weeks That's of time at the Citadel. Time. Yes. She has a lot of time and at the Citadel. every day she will... Prepare sending four times. <laughs> okay. Great. Um, great. Can we just assume you get all the info to them? Yes. <laughs> because we're not doing that. Uh, we can just assume over time you guys get all the info to Okay. Uh, to so Isla. she sends more info. Okay. Good. Yeah. So I, I'll go ahead and like the next day we'll read off the contents of the letter, which let's see how many characters it is. I have word count. This is great. Yay. Word count. 165 words. Sorry. No, that's fine. I can do that in one day. Um, Wait. For, yeah, because no. I can prepare. Uh, you can do 100 me. words. Oh, Sending you're right. Is 25 Sorry, 25. Apart. I don't know why I was you thinking You can do it in 50. two days. Okay, but on that first day, though, I'll start off. I'll just like preface in my first message by saying something on the lines of, I'll send this all to you over the next couple of days. For now, don't trust anyone with this information other than our immediate circle. Man, cliffhanger at the end of that first day, huh? Yeah, for real. What the heck? <laughs> no, I'm going to specify don't trust anyone except for A and Percy. Are you sure? Yeah. Percy, I don't know. I'm skeptical of Percy. <laughs> I'm skeptical. All right. 
Uh, well, Isla, for the case of this, we're not going to role play out your time doing the campaigning stuff because that sounds hella fucking boring. I'm going to have you roll a couple uh, diplomacy checks to okay. have uh, kind of represent you going off and uh, talking and, and helping kind of uh, hype up these these union folks and kind of push the progressive federalists as, as backing them. Uh, yeah, so we'll say um, you do meet back up with Reynard back at the at Fayweather's. Um, yeah, Percy's leaning over the bar talking to Keg. <laughs> Keg, you won't believe she stuck her horn in my... Isla, how are you? <laughs> You guys see this 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 big Goliath is just like his face is just like aghast. <laughs> Jesus Christ. What what are you doing in here? This is my spot. Percy, what hi, what what are you come, doing come, here? Come, 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 come. Let me get you a drink. Get, get, get all a drink, please. You actually I'm- see uh this gentleman walks over Percy and puts his hand like just kind of barely like gently like plays his hand a little bit on Isla's shoulder. Um Miss, is this one bothering you? No. The, I'm wait. I'm kidding. Yeah, this is Percival Newcomb. I know who he is. Yes. Yes, he is. That's just this. Uh, Percy, this is oh, Reynard. Oh, he said the thing. He said the thing. <laughs> uh, uh, Percy, this is Reynard. He works for the Prime Minister. Reynard. Wonderful to meet you. You as well. You as we well. Uh, have been doing some canvassing around town. Canvassing, huh? Yeah. Finally, you know, putting the, I don't know, you, you're out there with Laveau? Yes. Just uh, going around and talking to the brewers specifically. You know, I was thinking about it. I was been thinking. And I think I could run for office. I think I could do a pretty good job <laughs> if I really put my mind You to want it. to be a member of parliament? Well, sure. I could make my own party and it would be just that. A party. and <laughs> the, par- the, par- the party party. Right. <laughs> Something like that. Um, and um, <laughs> we, could, we could change a lot of things. We could make things you know. Better. Yes. Um, do you understand how um, voting in parliament works? Um, no, I know how voting works. Um, Have you ever voted? No, but, you know, I could, I could get into it. I could sure. get in. <laughs> well, um, it was wonderful to see you, friend. Um, good luck in your campaign. I'm sure the Prime Minister would love to help with, give you some pointers. I don't know. Um, <laughs> sure, sure, sure. Yeah, I'd, I'd like that. Well, I was just leaving. Um, Arlo, you, you going out on the town? You, you canvassing, you said? Yep, that's the plan. I'd love to join you if uh, that's okay. Just get a kind of first-hand glimpse. Oh, I, I think actually the Prime Minister would like that, don't, don't you think? She turns to um, Reynard. Um, really? Yes, yes. Um, I, I need to be frank, friend. You're fucking drunk. Oh, it is true, Percy. You are a bit drunk. And while we are dealing with brewers... I think it might be a little uncouth to bring someone around that's just wasted. Maybe sober up a bit and you can come join us. What, you're dealing with brewers? Won't you say so? No, it's... it's, it's uh, okay. <laughs> it would be better for you to have your wits about you, Percy. Kick. Yes. Close me out. Going on the town. <laughs> oh, no. Keg, Keg leans over and says, um, No, it's okay. Those people over there took up your tab. Nice. Percy grabs a bar napkin, pulls out a a pen. Oh my god, not again. Not this shit again. Signs his name. (laughs) Stumbles over and, here you go, lads. Thank you very much. You see a couple of them look up at you and they're like, oh, we don't need that. 
Okay, well, I'm going to leave it there anyway, just in case. Um, have a great day. Uh, as you set it down, you watch one of them takes their beer mug and puts it on top of it. I don't think, I don't think Percy noticed. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure he didn't. And uh, Oh my god, that's so funny. Goes to leave with uh Okay, you walk out nice. kind of awkwardly with Reynard, and so you guys start to go, and he's like, oh, isn't, isn't, uh, it's where you have to turn off to go to wherever it is that's not with us. <laughs> I think, uh, I think Percy, I think he probably behaves himself in, at least in a, in a well enough way to, to get by. I don't think he's trying to make a scene or anything like that. He's just generally curious. Okay. Why don't, with this, um, why doesn't Percy attempt to aid Isla Ooh, there in her we diplomacy go. checks, okay? So, let me diplomacy. So, why don't Isla, why don't you roll? Okay. And then we'll see if a uh, person give you that, that sweet, sweet plus two. Okie dokie. Yeah, like, he's he's hardcore buzzing, but he's smart enough to, like, know that this is important to Isla. Right. Yeah, and Reynard is keeping you a little. He immediately, since you kind of insist on going, he gets you a big jug of water and, like, a and like a, like a carby snack and is like, just eat this. Yeah. I think, and I think Isla says to Reynard, like, don't worry, he'll be fine. Like, you know, she tries to, like, convince him, like, he's okay. And Ray, Reynard in no way is being uptight about it. He's just, like, his is, like, his, his job right now. Yeah. Like, he's helping run her campaign. Right. Like, he's taking, he's taking charge of it. So it's, Percy's a wild card with a gun. Uh, True, literally. And a, a big gun now. Uh, that's a 13. So that's so you do aid. aid. Okay. We're all here. Ooh, baby. Ooh, baby. Ooh, mommy. <laughs> Ew, daddy. Wow. <laughs> oh, fuck. 37. <laughs> okay. Go ahead and roll uh, another one for me. You can see if you can yeah, aid this one, Percy. Yeah, we're going to do three. Not as good. 10 on the dot. Seven plus three. There you go. That would be, with the aid, 26. All right. Both pretty good. One more. One more. Ooh, not as good. I do not aid. It's only a 20 then. Okay, still a 20. Solid step down each time, though. Um, start. You guys started off real strong. Percy's real, real tired no. and hungover now. <laughs> no, I think what happens is I think Percy's secretly he has a flask and he's like still drinking when Reynard's not watching, and he just gets more and more drunk as it goes on. And so Reynard's very like really confused. He's just clapping and- for everything that Isla says. Yeah! Yes, yeah. And you guys meet up with some of the other campaign folks. You meet. It's like you know it's. A, a decent set of like a team that Reynard's running and he's like pretty good at running it and stuff and eventually you guys go around like canvassing different houses and stuff like that um so a little while into your guys like door-to-door campaign you guys are going all throughout um the residential district uh mm-hmm. you actually do a little bit outside of Ironstead uh Reynard was actually thinking you know what um we have a lot of people over here working um do you guys want to go ahead and do a little bit of work on further north into the city he kind of sends you off, gives you guys a map, and says, like, just cover this neighborhood of houses. You just go ahead and you have some pamphlets to hand out and stuff like that. They have like a, a little, a bit of like a, a ha- kind of housing information, like a housing reform they want to do for a bit of their, their campaign platform. So this is, sends you guys off that direction. And you guys do a number of houses, you meet some different people. Some folks are like, I oh, like piss off. Like you guys have gotten this all day. Some people are really not down to listen. Some people are like kind of whatever. The other, right. other folks who were like super stoked, you get the whole kind of gamut. But you guys do eventually, um, knock on one door and, there's a while where, like, there's no response. We knock a second time. And you guys are, like, looking to walk away, and you eventually do hear what sounds like some, some like, boots on wood inside the house. And as you guys kind of turn around, you see the door, like, cracks open a little bit, and you just see a face peek out. Hi. Yeah, what you want? Uh, do you have a moment to speak about the, uh, campaign? Not interested. Wait a minute. 
she looks a little closer. Aren't you, uh, I'm sorry, what was your name again? Oh, yes, I remember you. Pardon me, love. It's just, uh, it's been a busy day. Uh, Mutt, you were, uh, Eileen, right? Isla. Yeah, yeah, what'd I say? Uh, sorry to bother you. You're, uh, working for Varel, aren't you? Maybe I am. Why, what is it? Well, then I don't need to convince you to, uh, vote for him, do I? No, I guess technically you don't. Then I guess I can get out of your hair. Good. Have a good day. And he closes the door. <laughs> uh, you too. Um, Isla and Percy roll a perception check. 17. 21. Wow, for Percy, it's shit. Did you roll you one like, or two? But he is drunk. He rolled two. Um, <laughs> but with a, with a 21, from inside the house, you hear someone calling Mutt's name. <gasps> That's it. Does it sound like a feminine voice? You can't tell with a 21. Joe, are you in there? Are you lost? Are you okay? <laughs> that was Laura, not Isla. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because if it was Isla, she's literally gone insane and should be admitted. <laughs> Everyone's like, Isla, you good? What's going on? But that's it. Hey, that was that one guy with the big axe. Yeah, one of Rel's bodyguards or something like that. Yeah, I don't know if I like him very much. Strange guy. Well, moving on. All right, you guys finish up your canvassing for the day, and we'll come back for some uh, research stuff at the Citadel with Salai after the break. Love it. Hey there, everybody. It's your friendly neighborhood game master, Josh, here. And once again, thank you so much for tuning into another episode of the Pod Called Quest. And while I know many of you might not even notice, thank you so much for rolling along with us as we do this very strange remote piece of cute prime. And just to quell any concerns, nothing to worry about. Everything's fine. This is from back when good old David Felix was quarantining. But since this got recorded, everything's fine. Everybody's healthy. We've even had a couple sessions back together again. So really just a few things to mention today here, everybody. And first things first, we have a brand new $10 patron to shout out. So in case you haven't noticed this before, which if you haven't, I don't know what you've been doing. You've probably been skipping the intermission. And if that's the case, you're probably not hearing me say this right now. But in addition to all the other benefits you get as a $10 patron, one of them is a shout out right here on the show. So our newest addition to our mighty prolific pantheon of patrons, I would like to welcome Batarang Blues. Thank you so much for coming along with us. We're so excited for you to dive in. All the extra content. We can't wait to hang out over on the Discord. We genuinely appreciate it. And this goes for all of our patrons. Whether $2 or $100, every single one of you helps continue to make this show possible. As well as enable us to buy like fancy new recording setups for the fact that Shane's moving away. And it's only because of you folks that we're able to even make that work. Because uh, if it wasn't for your generous donations and that extra money, honestly, I don't really know what we'd be doing. I, I don't know if Shane will be able to stay in the campaign. I, I don't know how that would look. But because of all of you, we don't have to worry about that. And we get to keep PCQ Prime going as is, just with a little bit of Robo Shane. And you know, a Robo Shane is better than a Nobo Shane. Anyways, just thank you guys so much for keeping our little band together. As always, a huge shout out to Sirenscape, Larian Studios, The Game Kitchen, CD Projekt Red, and Owlcat Games for their awesome sound effects and music. You can check out them as well as all the other composers' music we use via Creative Commons at podcalledquest.com slash music and in each and every episode, show notes. And of course, please go check out causecalledquest.com where you can find links to a number of great causes that we support and get easy access to their websites as well as direct links to donate. And that's gonna do it for this little intermission 
edition today, everybody. Thank you once again for listening and a huge shout out to our patrons for donating. We will see you all next week, Friday the 19th for Way of the Rusty Dragon episode 23. And we'll see you two weeks from now, right back here on Friday the 26th for PCQ Prime episode 55. Have a good weekend, everybody. All right, everybody, let's go ahead and slide on over to Salai. Slide on over. Slide on over. Yeah. Wow. And uh, Steph, are you going to want to do, continue to do any kind of research? I know you mentioned that you have kind of torn apart the, uh, the the remainders of stuff. So, yes, I've spent this time reading about Aridin. I've already rolled for a lot of it, correct? Can we assume that I've gotten through most of the books in the You text? spent, I think we did like maybe a, 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 a couple days. Like, yeah, a couple days. Yeah, a couple days, something like that. Yeah. Can she look for any books like about just like the history of all of the stuff that went down that Oleron was involved with, with the whole, like with the war and everything like that? Uh, roll a perception check. That is a 17. Yeah, with a 17, you, you scan over and you kind of go through. You do find the histories of like of the, the nation of Arden a little bit. And you scan through and it all kind of ends a little ways before the upheaval kind of happened. There's no writings. Like he apparently doesn't keep any writings about himself. That makes sense. I feel like that's a little weird. It's a little gauche. Yeah. You mean he doesn't have an entire library dedicated to himself and his <laughs> accomplishments? Oh, you're right. Nope. It's uh, it's right over, right next to his bed is this whole bookshelf. That's of, what I thought. Uh, all his his 42-part autobiography. Mm. Salai wants to find his diary. Just kidding. Oh, my God. Oh my. No, I think Oren has that, doesn't yeah, he? he? Does. Oh, yeah, that's right, huh? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think Oren's read through it. I, I've, I've told you guys before, I don't know if it's been on the pod, but, like, there's not a lot of specifics about... Like, there's nothing about the court in there. It's all daily stuff. It's daily journaling. It's like a little, um, like a little, their daily prayer book. There's a word for it. Oh, a devotion? Uh, their devotion. Their daily, it's like one of those. But part of it is a journal as well. Salai gets curious, but like, Allergan is one of the few people other than her dad who would have like known or spoken to her mom, right? Uh, yeah. I mean, you could probably, there's probably other people who, that are still alive that maybe yeah. have been interacted with Jad, but yeah, folks who had like a, a legitimate, like friendly relationship with her. Yeah. Allerin would have. Is there any information about Jad? Um, well, there's not really much information about the histories yeah. of, of that in particular. You could probably find some information. I'll just give this to you without a role. You probably find some information about some of the orc tribes to the north, but it's not a lot. And it's very, it's very, it's written from an artist perspective. I'll just say that yeah. it's pretty slanted. So what Salai is used to reading about them? Yeah. It's probably a little outdated too. Very much so. It's probably the the book you're probably looking at. It's probably close to 100 years old. I want to milk this library for all it's worth, but I don't know what to pursue at this point. Milk. What uh, what knowledge do you have? Uh, History and religion are my two big ones. You know what? We'll just do this. You got like, you got like, you know, three, four weeks. Why don't you spend a week of each roll in each knowledge check for your knowledges? So, um, listeners, we'll be right back after these seven rolls from Steph. (laughs) Lots of rolls. Okay. 
So you spend the next week just like pouring through not just air, not just air tonight texts and stuff. You just start reading through anything that can find religion. You even open up. He has like a set of encyclopedias that are like a little old. They're actually interesting. You see this. Uh, you actually find a version of something you kind of vaguely had an interaction with or mentioned. You find an old revision of the Encyclopedia Maximum Mundi that is actually something that is put out of Uzar, the school. Maserag actually publishes this about once every few years. And there's an old one. It's probably it's probably 200 years old at this point. Um, so it's a little, it'd be outdated, but it's also like kind of an antique at this point, which is cool. But you even search through there and you're searching through like, you just find any religious information you possibly can. And your first little bit is you actually read a little bit about how, how the kind of religious structure of Arden works. You know, in the city of Rigel, there is the Twelves. There's 12 main deities called the Duodenarian, which is kind of the main set of deities that are worshipped are specifically venerated as like part of the country. Doesn't encompass all of them because it doesn't encompass any of the quintessentially evil deities aren't part of it. And there's even some other ones that aren't particularly um, part of the pantheon here. They're they they're known to be real. They're just not kind of venerated as part of this special thing. Um, you know, at one point when Aridin died, he was removed and eventually was replaced by Iomade. Uh, you do know that at different points, there were some other deities that filled some different slots, and there's been some that have come back around, but Caden Kalian has been, you know, part of the Pantheon for as long as people can really remember. So there was probably a different deity at the time that maybe filled that slot, um, but isn't anymore. And um, you do find, interestingly enough, a reference and it's like kind of an off little thing. And you see this like sketch of some of these older temples, these elven temples in Avalgir, which is north of here. It's like an ancient elven city. The whole myth of it is where the elves all woke up, where they come from. It's kind of maybe true, maybe not. It's so old and folklorish. It's not really debated anymore. But there are some sketches of these old temples and there's these sort of bass reliefs. And it at first, when you look at it, there seems to be like there, there are these 12 different individual pieces of the bass relief but you can see there's part of a caption that there are theories based off of the way some of these ancient sculptures look that there's actually a 13th slot as part of some of the ancient religions there's not really any information on what what deity would have filled that slot because these these as far as people know these structures are exceedingly old like thousands and thousands of years old josh i'm gonna ask a serious question Foz. Are you prepared to give us all 12 deities? You want to know all 12 deities of the duodenarian? Kind of. Yeah, sure. So the um, they're not in any particular order, but these are the 12 that are currently part of the duodenarian. So you have Iomade, Caden Kalium, Torag, Sarenray, Kalistra, Nethys, Abadar, Arastal, Desna, Gosra, Phrasma, and Gorum. Uh, one main one you guys nice. actually would notice is probably not included that isn't an evil deity is Irori. Irori just isn't included here as part of the main pantheon of uh, of Arden. Recognize you could probably find some folks that like follow Irori and find maybe like a temple to, to him somewhere else, but it's not part of the Duodenarian. But like Asmodeus and Norgerber and stuff like that, they're not on the Duodenarian because they're all evil deities. They're not like considered part of, they're part of the greater pantheon, like capital P pantheon, but like not this one gotcha. in particular. Cool. Thank you. But yeah, that's the main thing you notice. It's odd, but then again, like you're like, oh well, it's, it's in an encyclopedia. It's not like unknown, but you've never read about it before. Interesting. Okay, and there's no information on who this thirteenth uh, person might be. Correct? No. Go ahead and uh, roll a perception check. Okay. Twenty-three. Yeah. So with a twenty-three, you're kind of looking at the sketch, and the sketch is really rough. Like this is obviously like a copy of it and everything from somebody who probably studied these ruins. Uh, and you can see the various different symbols. They're all like really. 
like old, like you look at like a rastal and you can kind of see what's like this like very old symbol of like a bow. And you can see, you know, with this one, it's, it's old enough where you actually see like the eye of Arid is carved in here. It's not Iomade. Iomade is not on this because she wasn't, this was carved far, far before she was ever a deity. Uh, you do notice in what would be like the 13th slot, it looks like two triangles opposed to each other laid on top of each other. It's like two triangles on top of one another, one like higher than the other. No, like imagine like one is one is with the point up, one is with the point down, and as mentioned, you just took those triangles and set them on top of each other. And it's okay. not the Star of David. They're overlapping each other, but it's not the Star of David, right? It looks more like an hour. Making a more, diamond in the middle. More like an hourglass. Yeah. Yeah. Got it. Got it. I mean, that's crazy. Some of the symbolism we've seen at the beginning of campaign relates to that they we we found symbols separate a triangle facing up and a triangle facing down oh shit oh yeah on the elixir of aether right yeah they were labeled labeled with those symbols whatever yeah and and just combining them together would create that symbol whoa whoa indeed what is the god that we learned about it's not on this list and i think they might be evil or neutral a dramalek yeah dramalek the violent king. The violent yeah. king. He is inherently evil. Like we we as much that, as you right? guys have experienced. Yeah. yeah. Like from what you've been told and stuff. But from you also did tell. hear it from the Church of Carthar. So yeah, but they're real black or white about things. And this is like mm-hmm. outside of game. I think we've talked about how a drama like could be related to the the dream visions we had so long ago. Mm-hmm. The different stars and stuff like that, and. Then, yeah, it's yeah. just so crazy. We think that there's some relationship between him and Aridin. Right, and even Iomade, right? No, and you guys were specifically Sarah told Ray. by Sarah you were specifically told by Obella that um this is something that the church in Carthar doesn't talk about, but there are ancient texts to say that Adramalek and Serenray were That's right. a couple, like a divine couple That's at one right. point. That's right. That's right. Damn. Well, you want to do the uh week of history stuff? <sighs> yeah. There's a lot of, lot of information. <laughs> Let's go. A lot of stuff there. All right, we'll be right back, listeners. So you read through, and you are digging through a bunch of this stuff. You eventually do find, in a chronicling of of the country, you do find a section that's specifically about the Orc tribes of the North. And you're, like, kind of scanning through at first, and you probably almost miss it, and you're like, oh, shit, what the hell? And you, like, skull a couple pages back, and you, like, put the book down on the the floor, and you kind of squat down and, and sit on the floor and start reading through it. And you do read, in the past, the largest and strongest known tribe uh, of the 13 tribes was historically chronicled as your mother's tribe. The Ironhearts are known to be the largest of them. There's a bit of a slant to this that they're probably the most... They're written as probably like, oh, the largest like threat to, to, you know, some of the northern uh, outposts and whatnot would be this tribe with its strength. But you do learn that outside of times of war, the Ironhearts do have have in the past made refuge up north of the Citadel at a place called Rog Shargat. Repeat the name one more time. Rog Shargat. You said uh, near the Citadel? It's north of the Citadel. North of the Citadel. It's a ways north, but there is um, there are not directions or anything, but it's kind of spoken of where it is. It's in the northern um, Silver Ridge Moors. Some ba- kind of bad lands up to the north, but uh, it's literally historically chronicled that this is where the, that tribe is when they're not doing other shit. Because um, that is really interesting considering that one when we were on the boat ride going over to Carthar, there was that one 
I don't even, I don't remember details. Yeah, she's a, she's one of the people who gave you another key. Yes. You guys gave you guys another key. She was like, hey, you should go up there. Yeah. She told me I should go there. How how long is Orin going to be here for? Is there time for Selai to go there? Uh, Orin's pretty booked up. And it you would know it would be extremely dangerous to not go with an outfit. Damn it. We could all You'd go. probably want to go with a group of people. Yeah, up north. So... Yeah, we could take a field trip at some point for sure. You could do that. Well, if we're going to go fight um, the dragon, maybe go that way first and then ooh, go to yeah. the dragon. Where's the dragon again? Dragon. Up in the Withered Alps. Which, oh, speaking yeah, of, I will say this. Uh, let's let's do this, guys, before we dive into that too much. Mm-hmm. Um, Salai, I will say, for Alloran's library and office, you've exhausted my information from it. Yeah. Um, that's all you're going to get from here. That's fine. Um, there are other places you could check out, which we could talk, or you could do some research to find out where you can research, which is totally valid. Um, but with that, let's cut on over. Percy, you have been going back to Zillion's place every day for him to check up on your arm, make sure everything's healing properly, because yeah. he knows a little bit more, more about that than you do. You guys are kind of developing on like, what's the strength of this thing? Like how much black powder can we pump into this without blowing your arm off? (laughs) Like what can we do? He actually, you've built like the original prototype of like the culverin that's in your arm. And you guys have ran tests of like, here, let's put this much black powder in it. We're going to plug up the other end and purposefully set it off to see when it ruptures. And you guys eventually do. You blow up the prototype and you know exactly how much it would take (laughs) if it were to misfire like catastrophically or go off with your, with your hand still on it. You go, if there's that much black powder in it, you're you're gonna blow your arm off but it's a shit ton of black powder it's like 10 times the dose of what a normal shot would take so you'd never put that much in there so it's pretty safe you guys did a good job for sure there is eventually a time where zillion sits you down he's looking like maybe over like lunch or something he's like he keeps looking like he's gonna say something and he goes back down to eating you guys get some more of that steak he just goes back down to eating mm. it happens only like probably like three or four times he goes he like looks up and you just see his mustache kind of wiggle a little bit like he's about to talk and then he just like puts another bite of steak in his mouth and looks back down Boss, come on. What are you going to say? I know you got something ticking around in there. I'm just eating. I'm, I'm just eating. I don't think that's the truth. Takes a drink of his whiskey he has. You would not be a very good poker player. You got this little twitch with your mustache on the right side. Kind of peaks up and down. I don't play games of chance, Percy. Right. I, I, that's good. You shouldn't. What you got in your mind? Shoves the last bit of steak in his mouth and finishes his whiskey takes a napkin that's currently tucked into his shirt as like a bib blots his mustache and everything look i just had something on my mind and remember i mentioned something to you before need help with something not good with asking for help well i mean i'm the perfect person to ask i ain't gonna judge you can tell me i don't i don't remember um i told you about my father right you read his book yes of course he's a brilliant man and he died when my people lost their home. I asked you before if you and your friends who seemed outfitted for the job would be willing to at least go investigate. I don't anticipate or expect you to do it. It's very dangerous and I wouldn't, I can't do it myself. Oh. I don't even, I don't even, I don't even need you to go and slay this dragon. In fact, I wouldn't ask you to because I don't want anything. And he kind of like looks down for a sec. I don't want anything bad to happen to you and your friends. Yeah, that's that's why I put it out of my mind, because you said dragon before, and that was a long time ago. I don't think we could have handled it then, but maybe with this, and he raises up his newly improved mechanical arm. Yeah, with that one and the uh, your old friend's gun could be, might come in handy. 
Could be possible, yeah. I, the, what, what I really need is there's an item that he would have had in his person. It's part of my family's history, and I want it back. One of a kind. Remember him talking about them? One of a kind. One of a kind. <laughs> one of a kind? Yes, that's what that's... One of a kind. Oh, boy. You actually <laughs> see him smirk a little bit. Good one. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let me talk to the... Uh, Talk to the crew once they, everybody gets back, and maybe we can uh, work something out. I, don't, I mean, I don't know. What, I've just been going to the pub every day. Come and see you. I'm ripe for an adventure at this point. And you got to put that thing to the test. You got that right. See what happens. I mean, it should just fire. There's no reason to... It should just do what we've planned it to do. Right. So you don't think I could put some, like, jacks and different things in there to kind of mix it up? We. Sh- I mean, if we were going to do that, we should have ran tests on the prototype before we blew it up earlier. I could tr- I could try it on the road, maybe. Just set up a couple targets. Just because... I would put it... I wouldn't put any more than half... Half of the black powder dose you would do for a normal shot. Just to make sure. You want to think bad it happened. Um, at worst, at worst, the jacks dribble out. Right, uh, I'll build up to it. I'll see what the uh, the rest of the group thinks, and we can uh, see what happens. But I want to go. You see, he kind of like looks down. He's like playing with a little bit of gristle on his plate with his fork. And he kind of puts the fork down. You hear it like hit the plate. And he just looks up at you and just like has his hands folded. He's not a person that often really like, like he'll make eye contact with you and he's talking. He's more talking at you when he's talking. He's not really talking to you. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. he's very direct like that. But it's kind of a moment where that shifts. And he look, he looks you in the eye and he just says, I genuinely do appreciate it. Percy kind of looks around. Uh, yeah, of course, Dilly. I mean, you've done so much for me. I, I mean, why why wouldn't I return the favor? You'd be surprised. People aren't so nice. And he gets up and he starts to clean up the plates. I think Percy gets up and kind of takes the plates from him and you're not getting rid of me that easy and goes to like clean up with Moby. Roll a perception check. 22. You actually do catch like just out of the corner of your eye. You kind of, you kind of see it and look away really quick because you don't want to like spoil it for him. But he, ha- he genuinely like smiles, creeps Aww. up. You watch the corners of his mustache creep up a little bit and you watch him like as you kind of just see it, you kind of, you watch him like push his mustache, his top lip down, his mustache kind of like tries to stop himself from smiling. <laughs> kind of like goes back and finds something to clean, puts his gloves back on. But uh, with that, Felix, you want to fill me in on uh, some of the stuff that A wants to do? I think you were saying before she wants to like, wants to like look into some religions. She wants to become a member of the faithful. She is in search of like other things outside of herself for once. And so her first uh, little like delving into like the Calistrian church was just like her first taste. She's just, you know, sort mm-hmm. of seeing what they're about. Um, she's not uh, to just go ahead and throw it out there. I know Shane was like, of course, but like, no, she's not really down with like the vengeance and some of the more hedonistic aspects of, I mean, not that she's against hedonism. She's just like, uh, not for me in the same sense sure. that these people practice. Why not, why not for this? If you, I, I think this will be fun. We'll make it a little more random and more gamey, get some game mechanics in. For this, since you're just going to walk into a church, why don't you roll a D12, guys? Yes. Roll a D12 for that that, <laughs> that, that, that old duo denarian. Spin the wheel. <laughs> spin, the, spin the god wheel. Oh my gosh. Yeah. All right. It's a two. It's a two, which on my list is Caden Kalian. Oh, hell yeah. Nice. Oh, interesting. So you kind of wander around a bit and you're like looking, you're like, what? Where's the... 
where is the place that Salai like goes? And you like can't find it. You're like, what the hell? I'm looking for a temple. And eventually you realize you've been standing in front of it for like 15 minutes. You just turn around and it looks like a fucking pub. Oh, that's cool. You just didn't realize it was a church. That's so ridiculous. And you go inside and there's no pews. There's no, there might be like a little bit of like an altar thing on one side, but you walk in and it's literally a pub. (laughs) It's super simple. There's some really like quiet, faint kind of music playing, but you come on in and you see there's some folks. It's like Christian rock playing. Oh God. It's Switchfoot. Uh, Kelly and dude. No, I think it's like good old. That's it's, they be playing like, they have like CCR and shit like that playing. You know what I mean? Like, it's like kind of some dad rock maybe, but you, you go in there and there's people hanging out and you actually see, um, there is, um, someone you've actually seen before. You guys have met him a long time ago. Kind of a hunched little Johnny Croman. A little tangu <laughs> that you guys have met before. Um, he's not a, he's not a Corby like over in Rusty Dragon. Spoilers, but um, he is a tangu and he's kind of hunched. He's very he's very small. He's probably maybe four feet tall at most. Probably lower because he's hunched. But he he's wearing his like these kind of nice robes and he's he's got this like kind of sash on that's in the uh, the colors of Caden Kelly and everything the tans and silvers. And he kind of sees you and he looks over and he says, "Oh." My dear, you are friends. And he kind of hobbles over. He's got like, he goes and grabs like a cane and he kind of like walks over. You, and he points the cane at you. I remember you. You're friends with our dearest Salai. Yes. Um, I believe your name. Hold hold on. Nope, nope. When he holds the cane up. Do you remember? You watch his tongue stick out the side of his beak. Ah, it's A. Not B or C. It's A. A does (laughs) smile. Despite the the grandpa joke. (laughs) I don't remember this character. David doesn't remember this character. Yeah, you guys met him very briefly. He's just like one of the, he's one of the, like, uh, the priests of Caden Kalian. Yeah. Roak High Roost. Roak High Roost. Yeah, he he runs, he runs the uh, Parish of the Lucky Drunk. Did you remember this, Sheen? Dude, what the fuck? You remember that? Roak High Roost? I can't believe you guys don't. I don't remember his name at all. Yeah. When we first came into the city, Salai went to y'all visited, uh, yeah, yeah, and I yeah. spoke to him, and he he's known as shit. people call him High Roost. That's they call him by his last name, but his first name is Roak. A lot of that has escaped me. Um, I I I don't really know the formalities, um, but uh, well, that's the thing. You're at the parish of the Lucky Drunk. There are no formalities. Well, that's, except for one. Get our friend a beer. Looks over to his left, and somebody comes over and just puts a beer in your hand. <laughs> She at grabs. least hold it mm-hmm. while you're here. Oh, I, I, I will absolutely partake if. Um, oh, wonderful. And he goes and gets his beer and gives you a cheers. And, like downs the whole beer and goes and fills it back up. Well, what could we do for you? What, what to what do we owe the pleasure? I it's it's hard to say. I'm, I'm mostly looking into what I guess the gods have to offer perhaps it's i'm not really sure what i'm doing well sometimes the question is what do you have to offer the gods hmm raises you see like his eyes get real big hmm i guess i do have some things to offer but what does what does uh caden kalian desire from his followers really um how does he benefit those of us lower than his status I'm not sure. Well, one thing to always remember is that Caden started his life 
just like the rest of us. He is, was, human. And why, sh- why should he ascend while the rest of us are down? How does one ascend? Well, and he goes and he, he says, come here. And he walks you outside. You go out into like the patio of the Twelves. And it's a, the, the Twelves are really beautiful. It's like these multi-stepped areas, these different patios and stuff. And you come out onto this, this large area and he turns you around and kind of grabs you by like the, the arms and sets you forward and points off to the northwest and says, you could climb that. And he points off to this humongous mountain that's shrouded in clouds over the top of it that kind of looms over many miles, a handful of miles away from Rigel, but definitely looms over the city. And he says, you could climb the Arcanamount. That's what said that he and Iomade did, and Aridin before them all. So one must just climb a frightening mountain to, uh, to ascend? Is that where the gates between man and God meet? Nobody knows. And I'm assuming many have failed in this endeavor. Many more have failed to climb or never come back than the ones who have made their way beyond. Did you not have this uh, same aspiration? Now, why would one want to become a god when there are so many good ones to follow? Hmm. He thinks about that for a moment. Would it not be more virtuous to follow those who have proven themselves good than to attempt or to find out that you are not quite so good? I think I understand the wisdom in your words. Plus, well, I'm about six beers in today, so you never know. She smiles and she clinks his glass and she says, plus, what a lot of noise it would be. All these people asking you for things constantly. I don't know the mechanics, but if they're anything like that, then yes, cheers. I would <laughs> not want to do that. Is there anything you could point me to? Um, I'm sure I could. Salai's not home at the moment, but I could. How is use... she doing, by the way? We haven't seen her since she's apparently you're all back here in town. Good to know you're all in one piece. Yes, she she's in. Um, she seems to be in good spirits lately, so... Well, if you do see her, let her know. We all miss her, but we're all very proud. There's talk about the town of all of you. And it's wonderful, outside of the fact that she's doing good work. It's been very good PR for the parish. Well, she is probably the best of all of us, honestly, so... Well, she is one of the best of us, so it's to be expected. Well, now I, now I miss her. <laughs> um, do, do, do you have any any uh, recommended reading? Are you looking for recommendations in reference to my parish? Yes, sorry for the vague statement. Well, because of Caden's interesting manner of becoming a god and his teachings, we're not known to have many divine texts. Wisdom can be found in many places. The bottom of a glass... At the end of a sword, after a tryst, so many places. A tryst, you say? You would love that, Laura. <laughs> <laughs> um, A just nods. Th- thank you, friend. Uh, high roost or priest high roost? Or- high roost is fine. Um, Titles, while they exist to denote who gets to say what beer we brew, their formalities at this point. Are, are you a brewmaster here, then? Of course I am. Your favorite ale, then? 
What name your favorite ale? Right now, we're brewing a very nice winter porter, and I'm enjoying it. But I'm sad. My favorite beer is a Pilsner. I would prefer it, but it's not the summer anymore. You just missed the holiday Yule stout. It was delicious. We have a few dwarven followers that brew mighty strong brew. Well, um, then... I will definitely be back to uh, have more wise talks with you and uh, some libations. Kalian can always be found among conversations with friends. Until then, Hyrus, thank you. You're very welcome. It was good to see you. Tell Salai she should come around. As much as we miss her, I also might have a few things for her to do. If she has the time, of course. Or I could find someone else. (laughs) I, I, I will let her know. Thank you. You're welcome. You can keep the glass. Oh. You can tell it's like it's the gla- it's like a mug. It's actually branded. It says the parish is lucky drunk on. Oh, they have yeah. commemorative glasses That's and everything. Free advertisement. That's pretty good. Nice. Actually, right. it's not a. I'm sorry, it's not a glass. It's like a sick ass stein. That's what it is. It's a Hell fucking yeah. stein. Dope. Well, we'll say Felix that you go through a little while. You you go through some other religions uh, over the next few weeks. But um, as we kind of bring we as we kind of come up to the uh, the back end. Of the downtime, Oren, you can finish up your stuff at um, uh, all your training. Salai, exhaust. Like, you even comb through one more time and go through and, like, y- y- you know a lot about Aridin. You know a lot about the stuff that Oren was into reading. You actually probably picked up a few pointers on, like, warfare and stuff like that. Like, he was pretty interested in that kind of stuff, like, warfare of antiquity. If you learned some some random shit you didn't think you'd ever read about. Let's start a war. Let's oh, go. Did, did, she <laughs> learn about, did she learn about flanking and holding a weapon? Oh my god! Oh my god! Wow! Yeah, that's a burn from years ago. Oh my god! (laughs) Foz, that was so good. Hero die, dude. Take a hero die. That was so good. That was so good. Take a fucking hero die, dude. Mark, I'd give you one, but we're not in person. Uh, Remind me next time we're together. I'll give you an actual hero die. A, spend some time. Maybe you go back a couple times. You go back to hang out with Roak, and you guys have some good, good conversations and everything. You learn a little, a few things about Salai that you're like some, some like goofy things that she got up to when she was like just starting off, and uh, maybe some embarrassing stories and everything that she probably wouldn't want to be told. But Roak definitely tells you. Isla, you do a bunch more campaigning. Maybe Percy joins in a little bit. Eventually, Orin, Salai, and Skelly make their way back to Rigel. Tyros does opt to stay. He's still researching. You guys have probably barely seen him in the last six weeks because he has just been like head down working, going through all the papers and stuff that A gave to him and just researching stuff. And you guys meet back up on April the 1st of the year 583, the one year anniversary of Isil's death. Oof. Orin and Salai, do you guys like time this out really specifically or do you come home early and stuff? What's what's the plan with that? I think we get there a little early. A little early, so. Let's say this. You guys are all, you're all at home, sleeping. Who wakes up first in the morning? It'd probably be Oren. Oren doesn't really sleep, right? Yeah. So, Oren, you're up. What are you doing? I imagine you're probably downstairs. What are you What are you up to? Let's say it's 6 a.m. on the anniversary of Isil's death. He's probably watching TV. Maybe like <laughs> 700 Club, whatever's on. Oh, God. Right. 700 Club, how dare you? <laughs> <laughs> okay, but what are you really doing? Honestly, he's probably just uh, sitting on the couch and uh, reading a book. Well, outside of the guy who doesn't sleep, who wakes up first? Maybe Isla? It's up to you guys. Can we roll for initiative? 
Roll does, for initiative. Do you, does do someone want to wake up first? I'm just trying to give you an opportunity yeah, for role play, fuckers. I take think. On. Um. I mean, yeah. I'll say Isla wakes up. Okay. It's like six thirty in the morning. Orin's down there just reading a book. Um. She just comes in, like sits on the edge of the sofa, like on the arm of it. Hey. How did you sleep? You know what today is, right? Are you going to play a prank on me? Because I am not in the mood. No. No pranks. Yes. I feel like we should do something, but I don't know what. Well, as much as I would like to, I don't know what we could do. It doesn't seem like the type of thing to celebrate. No, it doesn't. But it would be a great shame if we just pretended that it never happened. Exactly. What do you think we should do? I guess we could ask the rest of the group. It feels like it was just yesterday, but it also feels like a lifetime ago. That was the first time I met you all. Hard to believe it's only been a year. I still remember it so clearly, though. Like it just happened. I guess we'll ask everyone else when they wake up. Maybe we should do something to honor him. Whatever that would be. Uh, Salai's gonna wake up and head on down as we're talking about this. Morning, everyone. Hey. Happy one-year friend anniversary. Isla kind of laughs. Yeah, I guess that is what it is, isn't it? That is something to celebrate. Could have been under better circumstances, though. Orin and I were just saying that we should do something today, but nothing really seems appropriate. Do you have any ideas? I wouldn't mind a drink. Does that count as doing something? That could be a good start. Isla might be disappointed in me, though. Maybe if he were a follower of your God's a lie, but I feel like he is more the type of guy to set something on fire. That is what we should do. You want to start a, a fire? Please Not say. Not like a wildfire, no, but. What did you have in mind? I don't know. Like a bonfire or something? Sure. Something a serenite would do. That actually sounds like a great idea. Maybe we should ask A. She's always uh, keen on burning things. Not a bad idea. She's still sleeping. I think... <laughs> Damn it! I was like, A wakes up and comes... Fuck! No! I think... You have to wake her. I think Percy comes down the stairs and he's like rubbing his eyes and he walks into the living room and like double takes. What, what the fuck? What are you guys doing up? So early! And he goes over to the uh, the water barrel and pours himself a glass of water. You're up now too, aren't you? I um, was about to go back to bed, but um, what's what's going on? What are you guys doing? I wake so early. Just talking about the fact that today is the anniversary of when we all met. Oh shit! Well, that's cool. Unfortunately, it's also the anniversary of Isil's death. Um, that's uh not as cool. Um, well, what a uh, what are we? gonna do? Are we gonna do something? That's what we're working out right now. You have any ideas? Hmm. Orin likes the idea of fire, which I think is pretty appropriate. That could be something. Maybe we can procure some fireworks. Make a little display. Hmm. I don't know if that's something around here, but I could probably build one or two. I will be ready nearby with my healing spells. So, sure. Good, good, good. Uh, is, is I still sleeping? Most likely. Okay. 
one moment. And Percy goes running up the stairs. Oh boy. At that moment, you guys hear the uh, the front door opens and you see, you see it close and uh, Skelly comes in. He's like breathing heavily. Ah, morning, guys. What, what have you been doing? I'm really rising. Did you go out for a morning Wait, jog? Went for a morning jog in the snow. Yeah, it's really awesome. It's brisk. I love running in the winter. You jog in the yes. morning? Yes, I jog. That's motive. <laughs> go for it. <laughs> Uh, 19. I mean, he sounds legit. Yeah, he goes for runs. I mean, I'm always awake at this time. Have I ever seen him run before? You've never seen him go out the front door. Okay. Orin probably just assumes he's always out stealing shit. I probably still think he's stealing shit, even though he said he's going for a run. (laughs) Percy literally runs into A's room and throws his glass of water into A's face. (laughs) Oh my god. Like, Percy, you guys go upstairs and Percy is burned to a crisp. (laughs) Sorry, everybody. He woke me, and I was startled. <laughs> you really throw water. You throw. You throw water on A. Yeah, he just runs in and throws water on your face. And as soon as you wake up, he looks at you and smiles, and then runs out of the room. Oh my <laughs> He's god! Like a ten-year-old little shit. No way. You got to like run out of the room, and she closes the door with her telekinesis, oh, no. and you run into the door. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Go ahead. Okay, uh, both of you roll initiative. <laughs> oh my god! Just so I can see who gets to do this first. Good if god. Percy happens okay. to slip out the door quick enough, just give just give me an initiative roll. Fourteen. Oh, you probably beat me, dickhead. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh absolutely. Eight. Eight. So the way it works is you you wake up and you immediately go to slam the door, but Percy turns around just in the nick of time, but you catch him as he's going out the door, and the telekinesis slams the door into Percy's back, causing him to tumble forward, and A's room happens to be the one right in front of the stairs. So you guys downstairs see Percy come to hear and you watch Percy come tumbling down, landing face first on the ground in the kind of common area where the stairs lead down, and maybe a, a little while afterwards... A, like, poisedly comes walking down the stairs. Percy's just lying on the floor. <laughs> Percy, what the hell did you do? Uh, she's awake. I am awake. And then she prestidigits herself and gets the water off of herself and says, good morning to all of you except for Percy. <laughs> it's uh, it's Isil's birthday, so we gotta celebrate. His uh, birthday. I think you misunderstood the occasion. <laughs> I mean, Not- uh, I mean, it's, it's no, when we all no, met. Percy. It's when we all met. Yes. It is the, technically the opposite of Faisal's birthday. Oh, shit. He died today? Yes. And you watch like puts his hands over his mouth. Huh. We were thinking of doing something to honor Isol today with fire. Seeing as you seem to be more of an expert on the subject, we thought we'd ask you. Well, yes. I mean, I can offer you know, my magics in any way, but um, should we not honor him by visiting the place of his rest, or should we not go to Trusport to... I don't know. We can honor him here. It's just... It's been You're so long wrong. since we... I kind of feel like we should. Can we get there within the day? You're, it's far. You're the, you're the Wait, expert at that. I can lie. get us there within the day. That's right. Oh. <laughs> That's right. 
We've come a long way since we were like, what, level five or whatever the fuck? I keep forgetting that I have mm-hmm. magic or some shit. Um, okay. Uh, yeah, we can, we can go if you guys want to. I like that idea. They, they might honor him there and we can share in the festivities potentially. Or we can have our own. It's... It's fine either way. It's I was telling. At the very Nyla, least, I, we can visit mm-hmm. his church and uh, pay our respects. His room, even. It'll be, I guess, nostalgic in a way to be back where we all first met, and also where everything happened. Wasn't that yeah. city all fucked up the last time we were there? Like right before we left. You really want to go back to that place with a shithole? Maybe we should check on it. We haven't been back in so long. Yeah, all right. Um, Salai, uh, Hyrus sends his uh, regards and says that he he would like to see you at some point. You saw Hyrus? When? Yeah. I I stopped by uh, your church slash pub. Um, (laughs) Yeah, he was he was very uh, very kind to me, and you know, we drank. To, to, we shared a couple of points to you. Everyone's doing well there? I need to go back. It's been forever. Yes. Uh, he said that you're one of the reasons why uh, people have kind of come in more so. So oh. good, good for good for you. And, um, and I'm, <laughs> and, and yes, um, I missed you. And she hugs you. Sly so hugs her back real tight. That's so cute. She says hi to everybody, and and uh, I'll I'll go uh, make some coffee. Um, and so she goes in the kitchen, starts brewing up some coffee. So the plan is to go to Trueport and do a little thing for the guy. Yeah, I think that would be best. Yeah, on the docks. Uh, I'm gonna start making some fireworks like uh, right now. Um, <laughs> I can't get it off my mind, so I'll see you in a bit. Maybe I should you go, do that, go with you just in case. No, no, no. It'll be fine. I'll do it in my room alone by myself. Thank you. I don't like that. Come on. Just let him go, Salai. You're not going to be able to convince him. He's fine. Carries wrong guns every day. Have you gotten shot by a gun yet? No, but he's gotten shot by a gun. <laughs> like a lot. That is actually <laughs> that is actually an extremely good point. To death You're very right. I Wait, take it. No. Salai's <laughs> been shot. I think several of us have been shot while in his town. I do think I've gotten shot <laughs> Not by him. Yeah. Skelly, what are you talking about? <laughs> no, but I do think I think I got Percy a rogue shoots bullet. us all the time. Did I not get a rogue bullet once from No, Klaus? I think you did. Ah, I think you got did. shot. That's why Sal- <laughs> yeah. uh, or Salai. That's why A was pissed off because yeah. you got shot one time and So the plan for you guys, you wanna go to you wanna go to Trueport. Yes. Mm-hmm. Let's do it. Okay. So, Percy spends a little bit of time, makes up some fireworks, some rudimentary ones. Um, no, I spent... You guys get all yours. I spent 250 gold making fireworks. Okay, oh, spent 250 gold to make up some... sizable amounts oh, of fireworks. Oh, my dear Jesus He makes God. what could essentially be a bomb, and you guys kind of all get ready, get in your normal gear and all that, and Salai, go ahead and roll a D100 to teleport you guys to Trueport. Where it all began... Wow. All right. That's a 32. 32. Wonderful. Um, you're on target. You guys all kind of gather up. Percy has like a backpack full of fireworks. 
And you guys all kind of gather up and Salai casts the spell. And when she creates this rune that she expands outwards and then claps her hands together and you guys instantaneously, the backdrop of your little home here in uh, the Forge Barrow just shifts and you guys are amidst this luscious and beautifully grown garden in front of this tall lighthouse where you all met just a year ago, five years ago for all of us. Start of the campaign. God damn. And we'll pick it up there in episode 55. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Full circle, baby. Full circle. Full circle, baby.